Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And Mark and I are here today to talk to you about influencers and influ- being influenced by all the images and, of sex and relationships and love and lust and all those things that are coming into our consciousness. All those subliminal messages. All the subliminal messages. I mean, I can remember my first uh indoctrination into the subliminal messages years ago they used to again you were in the movie business they used to put these little commercials in a a frame or two into the movie of a coca-cola or a popcorn uh, and they found that that even though people didn't notice it that that made them want to go out to the candy counter at intermission and get some food. Well, that's what they were hoping for. It was a big social experiment. Yeah. Uh, they also turned up the heat. Oh, they did to get yeah. people more thirsty? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, But I think ultimately all it did is just make people go to a different movie theater. So <laughs> they, they had uh, second thoughts on that. So we're so you're, you're worried about... Uh, biases here today we're going to talk about some biases i am because you know we we all have biases and if 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 you think that you have somehow skated through life without any bias um i'll have a bias test uh on on my blog later and because there are you know we're we're always being filtered uh in or infiltrated i should say with other people's biases And we may not even think of it in that way, but all of marketing is trying to create a bias. They want you to be biased against New Balance and biased for Nike. You know, they're every company, they're they're vying for your dollars. And if you're biased, you're going to spend your votes, your dollars, where you're biased. So... But but bias in in and of itself may may just be you might just call it preference, but you have to go well where where did that preference preference begin? Is that truly my preference, or is that is it backed up by my experience? I think I think you should go to a specific example because these these types of Concepts are sometimes hard to understand. Let's can okay. we move on to a specific example. Or okay, well, well let's let's talk about um, consent. Let's let's bring consent into the picture, and we know right now it's a hot topic. I hope it stays a hot topic, and we have the Me Too movement, which you know the hashtag Me Too has created a lot of momentum, which is also creating a bias. Uh, a, a new awareness of our maybe our old biases, and but consent, in and of itself, hasn't always been talked about, and now we're we're looking at things with new eyes, and we're looking at um, film and TV and music, and all of these genres that influence cultures. And to see how their responsibility has been in terms of consent. 
And one of the specific examples I can think about is that Christmas song, um, the song that's played every Christmas about, um, you know, sorry, can't stay, you know, uh, I can't remember oh, the yeah. name of it. Um, cold outside. It's cold outside. And that that video, that's that uh, music video, and the song really brought up a lot of cultural bias that expected the men to man to be the aggressor, expected the woman to say no, expected the man to not accept her no, and to keep pushing her until even grabbing her arm and pulling her back into the scene until she gave in. So it, it was like, it was sexualizing. It was, um, it was making, it was romanticizing coercion as we see it with our new eyes. Now then it was, you know, people would say, oh, that's, you know, you're, that's overkill. That was just, you know, that was, that was just romantic then. Well, we also know that rape was more common, that, that you could rape your wife and get away with it, that our laws didn't back up, you know, supporting women against sexual abuse or any violence. And we still have a big problem with domestic violence in our, in our country and more, and more specifically our world. So is there a social responsibility that these genres have to bring about, to bring consent into the picture more, more aggressively now. So if you were watching a scene on a movie um, and it was going to be very passionate event, uh, between two, a man and a woman or a couple, I should mm. say now, yeah. and, um, and you can start to see where passion would start to uh, arise, um, consent should precede that. They should say, gosh, you know, this could get pretty heated. Are, are you okay with kissing me? Or should they, should the scene evolve some of the passion and then they should pause and, and ask for consent? Or should they wait until the last moment and ask for consent? Because in the past, they would not ask for consent. Passion would, you know, and we always use violence, but there's passion too, which is not necessarily violence. Right. Um, um, but there needs to be a pause in there. I think, I think that, yes, absolutely. Because you need to know what that person's thinking. And, and men need to understand that oftentimes in the past, and I'm hoping it's not happening anymore, but in the past, w- women who aren't teenagers now, um, we were taught that if we, if we, uh, bulked at an edit advance that we were putting ourselves in harm's way that that we grew up with that mindset that was our cultural bias that was telling us men are dangerous they're hot and sexy but they're also dangerous and if a man is if you're if you're in a room alone and he's putting the moves on you if you if you uh, go against that you could get hurt. So, so a lot of women weren't, weren't allowed, didn't feel like they were safe to say, stop. Well, but what, what if you, if it's, if it's passion is, I mean, it's, it's something that both people want. 
mm-hmm. that both people are excited about, but they haven't expressed it verbally. And the man is the man responsible, or is one person responsible for saying, gosh, that other person's getting so passionate, they might not be as conscious about what they're going to do next. It's my responsibility to make sure that they're conscious of what they're about to do. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it would save guys, it would save men a lot of grief down the road because there would be a lot less regret. You know, if, you know, most of the time, um, you know, there's something called grape, which is more of a regretted rape, uh, regretted sex, where you you wanted the petting, you wanted the fun, you know, flirting, maybe kissing, maybe touching, but you didn't want to go all the way. And yet you felt like if you didn't, you were going to get hurt or you got, you you were going to be um, insulted or some, there was going to be a negative consequence for not do, going all the way. But, but when you say regretted, there are also people who never have that regret at the moment of, that it's occurring. They don't have that thought, oh, I don't want to do this. They want to do it, but they're not, they're responding to passion, not reason. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think every woman would tell you that, she knew she didn't want to do it, but she also, but, 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 but the, but there were parts of it that were feeling good, but she didn't want it to go further. But, she but, wanted it to stop right there. And she didn't know how to stop it before it went to penetration or it went to something that she would worry about or regret. So I think that's, that's, that's what the, uh, the misunderstandings come in. So if, you know, if there's, a, if there's a little bit of a break in a conversation, you go, okay, wait, this is really getting hot and heavy, and I'm picking up on signals that, you know, you're in this too. I really want to make love to you. I really want to have this, this full sexual experience with you. I want to have penetration. I want to fuck you. I want whatever you say. And then you say, are you wanting that too? And then you wait and you pause. And then she has to say, well, I really, you know, I really don't, I didn't really want to do all that. I really wanted to just part play and, you know, pat and I'm getting caught up in the moment because I really like this, but I don't really want that. So she's got an opportunity to say it there. Or she can say, yes, I, I'm ready. Let's go. So now she's, she feels like, okay, she's had to validate her yes, which empowers her. And when women feel empowered, they can own their experience. They don't, they're not going to be damaged by it. But it's when she doesn't feel like she can say no or yes, she doesn't have a, there's no question to answer. Then chances are she may have regret. You don't know. A guy can't know, especially in a new relationship. So when we see advertisements that, that bypass the consent process or movies or scenes that bypass a consent process that bothers you it does because it's not teaching it you know it's such a prime 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 opportunity for teaching it's a these are misteaching moments to change the cultural mindset from both genders all genders to see a depiction of how it could be really sexy how it does shift her 
her sexual empowerment, how it does shift his social responsibility. I mean, there's so much that could happen in that few seconds of conversation that I think would change the world if they put that in there. And that's, but I, I think that about a lot of different genres. Well, it's, it's difficult when it's a advertisement, it's a picture in a magazine, or right. it's a little easier if it's a video clip because there's time involved. You can see, you can see the scene evolve. Mm-hmm. But um, um, so, what would it look like if you saw a woman that was nicely dressed with several nice men sitting around watching uh, her? Um, would uh, you view that as, uh, wow, she's she's uh, fortunate enough to have three or four or five men that are attractive uh, uh, in her presence? Or how would you view that? I'm referring to one of those advertisements you were looking at. Well, we're getting ready for a break, so I'm going to ponder that question <laughs> and uh, and come back because I've got some thoughts about that. Excellent. All right. All right. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we're talking about consent and mass media today. So we'll be right back after the break. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And Mark and I are here talking about uh, consent and mass media. And so you had a question for me before the break. Well, I was just describing a scene that you saw in an advertisement. It was uh, a woman nicely dressed being held down with 
several other men standing around in various positions. It might have been on a yacht or something. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, your perceptions of, of what was happening in that situation there. Well, she was she was in a position of uh, 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 vulnerability. She was in a position of what, what you would do if you were trying to fight your way out of a lifting up your hips and trying to move, get out of a being held down by your shoulders, your arms. Um, and she didn't have a look of joy on her face. And the men uh, standing around looked as if they were by, bystanders in a, 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 a rape, an attack. And it's a Dolce & Cabana ad that has had a lot of press uh, about this depiction of violence against women. And, you know, I think, again, it's the consent thing, because as we know, in the in the sexual world, there's there's a lot of variation to what people like. And and so for one person, uh, a gang, a gang rape violent act or a gang rape would be something frightening and horrible for another person a gang bang would be a fantasy come true the difference between those two the 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 scene may look very much the same might you might not be able to tell the difference except for in the second one she totally consented and was in charge and I think that's what we have to remember is when you consent, now you're in control of the situation. Well, I think that, um, you know, obviously uh, a person who's trying to depict a, a domination scene with multiple men and one woman have to be very careful because of the, the feelings that are out there in the, in the current environment. And I think that that's, that's what's interesting about the subliminal effects of an advertisement uh, it's possible for one person to look at that scene and see it completely different yes. than, than others yes and uh, women right now that just speaks to me that women immediately see the violence of the scenes that they're seeing depicted at this time that they're not able to see other possibilities because of their experiences and um, and so you know, hopefully that will change as time goes on. And it is hard to depict consent. They somewhere in the written material they should have said something that set up the scene. You know. Well, it, it should have it should have put her. I mean, she needed to be in a power position, so it needed to, to speak to her power to control all these men in this in this scene. You know, to have what she wanted. Um, but that's not what it was depicting. It was depicting men's power. You know, that, that you're so beautiful that men are going to want to rape you. I, I, I've had people actually say that to me. Well, what do you expect? You're so beautiful. Men, men want to do all kinds of things to you. They don't care if you want it or not. It's your beauty that makes men want to do. So they're blaming me for their violent thoughts, well, I think which is typical. I think there's there's... The concept is, is that if a lot of men want to be with you, um, then you can take your pick. Uh, if no men want to be with you, then you don't get to choose anything. But it, um, but you know, that's that's where uh, it gets uh, uh, 
confusing as to as to how these things are perceived. But I think media does have does have a responsibility because they have to be sensitive, and they have they have companies now that are supposed to review these ads and say, yeah, this one's a, a, a good one. I mean, we had one in our community where they they came out and they said, you know, bring your wife down and <laughs> and we'll bargain uh, for a, to buy a new car and we'll dicker dicker dicker. <laughs> and um, oh, so bad. And uh, nobody heard that the way it was until. They, you know, it's like one of those art things that you look at it and you can't see it. And then all of a sudden you see it differently, uh-huh. you know, egg on your face. And we laughed about that one for yeah. years. But yeah. that was also derogatory. Very, very. But but I don't think that they did it intentionally. Well, here's the thing. It's always intentional. Marketing is psychology to create bias. There is no marketing out there that's unintentional. And we have to remember that. It's intending to either stimulate our emotions, to uh, whet our appetite for something, or to get us to open our wallet. You know, I mean, that's really what it's about, right? Well, I think that's why we vote with our dollars when we see things that we're not not excited about. We we try to... um, Move it, move away, so that they get feedback. Feedback's important when people make these kinds of judgments or mistakes. You know. So you asked me earlier. So how could how could that picture have been done differently? Um, to that would have inspired consent, and I would have said that uh, she needed to be. Um, the expression on her face could have said a lot. She had a very neutral expression. So you really, she was a non-entity. It was what they were doing to her that was the focus. So I think her, it, it should have been focused more around her and her expression and her being empowered and the men being more sub, sub, sub submissive to her. That would have changed the whole consensual thing. Because in a sub-dom, this is what we have to remember, the difference between abuse and and cons- uh, BDSM is that in, a, in an abusive situation, the person being abused has absolutely no say. They are, they, have, they, are, they are powerless. In a sub-dom situation, the person that's the sub is the total power source. They have all the say. So it's, it's um, you know, it's a very different dynamic. And here we are in a world where we're trying to tell men, uh, you don't get to just take what you want. You're not entitled. You're not entitled to sex. You're not entitled to love. You're not entitled to take from somebody else. You have to earn it. You have to be a part of it. And you have to have her consent. Because women are afraid of men. And if you want women to be afraid of you, that's going to create a dynamic of that's going to incite abuse. And we have a big problem with domestic violence in this country. So what's the responsibility of music? Um, I mean, I, I've been a, you know, rap music. There's a lot of different genres within the rap community. But some of the rap is very derogatory toward females. It slut shames. It whoremongers. It, it, uh, it, it, it 
uh, glorifies rape, um, and and yet some the the other genres in the in the rap categories are very poetic and empowering and uplifting to cultures and the world. So the the words that people choose to use in their advertising, you know, it the communication has to come through as respectful, consensual, honoring, humanistic. Because we live in a time right now where if we're not doing that, we're creating a collective consciousness that's gonna that's gonna be the end of humanity. So people need to learn how to be more politically correct. I don't think politically correct is is accurate. I think it's more humanist humanistic. Just more just more of a socially responsible. I mean, you can you can you can say fuck. You can say you know I, I you can say all these things. It's just how you're how you're inviting other people to disrespect or to dehumanize or to somehow overpower and take advantage of another person because that creates an imbalance of power and that always creates violence. Well, I mean, for me, even just that word is violent. What word? Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, that's a violent word for me. So when people use it, it it's offensive to me and it also makes me on guard because I start to think that they're getting more violent. If they're saying it in anger. Well, I, uh, I, I guess there is a lighthearted use of it sometimes, but most of the time in a discussion, it's it's aggressive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so yeah. uh, I don't know if it's respectful or not. You know, argue argue with logic, not with aggressive words. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's something that we can be more socially aware of is how our words do do affect people. Well, the question is, is that your responsibility or mine? That's a good question. Yeah. So, but my 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 bigger my bigger question for this show today is, it, as we're as we're putting out our art or as we're being a part of this social media monstrosity, what is our what is our social responsibility? And so, in the next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, how we as individuals, as a piece, because you know it's the people that make Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, all those social media platforms. It's the people that are creating the content, not the platform. So we have to be responsible about the content that we put out because every person that puts anything out on social media is an influencer. And how are we collectively influencing each other? Well, that's a great that's a great way to look at it because so many people are trying to make Facebook responsible for the content. Yeah, I mean, Facebook tries to be responsible for the content, and then they just end up punishing, you know, more. They actually punish more women than they do men, in my experience, for content. Um, but you know, but they're 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 trying to manage it, but they're but then they go into um, censorship. So you know, it's a tricky it's a tricky line. You know, censoring versus responsibility for content. Well, there are some groups that you don't want to give airtime to, and they have removed some right-wing groups right. uh, from the uh, 
uh, Facebook because they're inciting violence. That's that's it. That that and I love that. I mean, I I appreciate Facebook doing that because we don't want because that's our social consciousness. You know, we we have a, sadly we have a president that incites a lot of social violence, and so now we're having to try to combat that in all other arenas it's like putting out all these fires so as individuals we do have a responsibility i think that's where it's tricky in the print media because again you don't have a timeline to show that consent had occurred you don't have a setup of the scene so there's going to be the potential for misunderstanding of how those things really have evolved to that click of the camera okay all right so when we come back i'm going to talk a little bit about consent and uh dick pics Oh, my goodness, your favorite. I know. I love them. Not. So we have a a lot more for you for the second half of the show, so we hope you stay tuned and check out our uh, network, uh, the Sexy Lifestyle Network. They are putting out all kinds of incredible content every day, every week, and we want to support them uh, because they they are supporting the sexy lifestyle for for grownups and for educating uh, the world. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we will be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with lube light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we're talking about social consciousness today and consent and mass media and how these things are happening. And when we talk about social media and our responsibility, um, you know, dick pics are still a big problem, uh, no pun intended, and actually they're small problems most of the time, but... What do you think? I've tried to ask. I've tried to pause before I smack people upside the head and ask, what are you thinking sending this? 
Well, I think it has to be the, the voyeur mentality and the exhibitionist mentality, I think I should say, because they're sending it to you in your messaging system. If you just right. see a random dick pic in your in your regular, uh, you know, just as a display on picture on the, on the Facebook feed. or on the feed, um, that wouldn't bother you. No, because I could just go right past it. I wouldn't feel like messaging. it was I wouldn't feel like it was being shoved in my face. So they're trying to make it more personal. They're trying to make a more personal statement to you. Yeah. And then that, that gets your angst at all. Because you have no interest in developing a relationship with a dick. <laughs> Absolutely correct. So you heard that, guys. If you're a dick, don't try to have a relationship with Nancy. Seriously. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I often wonder, what do you think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly to Egypt you know, to have sex with your dick. I mean, what what are they thinking? How, what what does the mind have to do to say, I'm going to take a picture looking down at um, while I'm sitting on the toilet, and I'm going to send this to a bunch of random women and see who well, see who wants to have sex with me. There's four billion of them out there, and mine's the best. <laughs> Clearly, they've never seen any other ones. I mean, serious. I mean, it's it's just it's disgusting. Honestly, it's just it's dehumanizing. It is disrespectful. It is not hot. It's not attractive, and it makes the guy look like a total moron. I think the best response. I mean, again, it has to be a viral response, and it hasn't happened yet. It just has to be as soon as you get one, just be. Just don't don't respond, don't answer, don't reply. Just block. I've tried that, and they keep sending them. They find other ways. Well, I mean, they're not learning. Well, then it's almost like spam in your mail. Then you know they're just they they, they have nothing spam. else to do, and they're just <laughs> they're just sending it just to get your reaction. And um, you know, hopefully, after if you can show that it's shown up in your box. <laughs> ten, ten times. It's a dick in the box, right? Yeah, ten times the same picture. You know, hopefully Facebook would would be interested in that because that's almost a viral kind of problem where they're setting up multiple accounts because they have to set up a new account to right. to do that. Right, right, and that that's where Facebook I think has made a huge error um, to get their numbers up, and that <clears throat> they've let people make uh, accounts with these bizarre fake names and no ID. I mean, I had somebody report my account many years ago for not being me, which it was me, and I had to send in pictures of my driver's license, a bill with my name on it, photos of me to Facebook to prove my identity to keep well, my Instagram account. Instagram is even more right. that way. You can have... They don't. They don't dispute the need to have multiple accounts. Right, right. But you should still have to prove you are who you say you are. Um, that, but, but these, but these people don't have. There, there's no accountability. I think, and we are all a part of the social conscious engine, and we have to own our part of the responsibility. I, you know, I mean, I'm an educator, so I always will be an educator. And so when somebody, you know, I, I put out a lot of provocative pictures because that's empowering for me. I feel empowered. I feel I want to empower women to express themselves without shame, without guilt, 
and without being attacked. And so I'm constantly teaching men how not to comment. And one of those is aggressive commenting, which, you know, if, and, and I've noticed that the, the accounts that have a lot of aggressive, violent comments, like what really, really a harsh sexual comments, like I want to do these things to you. There's no consent in that. It's, it's saying, I basically, I want to rape you. Um, and, and that men need to understand that that's how it's coming across. And yet, if you if you allow those those comments to stay in a thread, it creates and this is what brought me to this concept, actually, it creates a social consciousness within that thread that gives other men permission to do the same thing. So they read each other's comments and they go, yeah, I can one up that I could put more tongues and more eggplants emojis in there. You know, that's for dick right Mm -hmm. so you know it's like 42 tongues and 10 10 eggplants and yeah baby you know so the guys that do that and then they try to one-ups each other then it becomes like an assaulting contest so i school them very quickly and i think women need to take on that role of no no you will not address me that way that's disrespectful and you're going to be blocked from anything I put out there if you act like that. Grow up. You know, say something nice or don't say anything at all. That's kind of, isn't that kind of how, you know, that's how I was raised. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So, you know, when, when people do these things on social media, they have to own the fact that they are creating a piece of that consciousness. And so I think we need to keep these conversations going. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about in terms of social and global consciousness is there's a lot of different ways that we create bias. And, you know, religion, racism, sexism, slut-shaming, bullying, praising, rewarding, loving, adoring, and our likes. You know, what we like on social media. That creates a new self-awareness in people. And what's, what we have to understand is the way our psychology works is that the more, the more of that week that comes into our, our awareness, the more that shifts our perceptions. And are then once our sh- perceptions are shifted consistently enough with a certain thing, we start to believe that it's true. And then that becomes our new truth, when in fact it's not truth at all. It's just a perception. And we've done shows like this uh, before where we talked about the difference between tr- my truth, my opinion, my perception, and a truth. And, and so th- these things create our biases. Like people believe, we could, we could even bring this into the abortion concept real quick, but people believe that, that there's a soul in a fetus at six weeks, and not not at six weeks, but at seven weeks. Somehow the soul enters at seven weeks. There's a lot of people that have bought that bias. They've been told that so often in their lives that they believe it's true without actually having any factual information. Well, I think you can 
I mean, the whole religious uh, concept is something that's unknowable. And because there's been such a social movement with it, uh, people believe it. And um, so, you know, that that's probably one of the better examples of how we get we get into social movements mm-hmm. that are that are not true. But right. but there we go. Eighty, ninety percent of people believe in religion. So, um, you know, it's going to be a long time before that changes. So we also have had that same consciousness about males and females that men are supposed to be this and women are supposed to be that we've had the same thing about racism we've had the same biases taught they're all human taught now they're not based on any reality i like how you you say what you think of me is none of my business uh-huh. these men just need to to say that 20 times to themselves to realize that that you have absolutely no interest in seeing a dick pic from them. Right. That there's, Ever. There's, there's no interest there. As a matter of fact, that will immediately trigger a block from any woman that you send it to. So if you're, if there's no interest in them at all, then send it and get what you get and then move on. But it, uh, it does show you that when there are no social consequences that people are unleashed more and reveal and i think that's part of your angst is that the the reveal is so massive you know that you're thinking wow this is what people have really been thinking i never realized that and and it just multiplies up on the me too movement and pretty soon you're swimming in a a nightmare really Well, and I think when when we have this these social platforms, it it can it's revealing lots of different truths very quickly. Um, you know, as soon as people started coming out with their Me Too stories, I think it overwhelmed uh, our our culture, our world, because people many people, many men and women, were not aware of the gravity the massive amount of women, the, the higher percentages of women that have been sexually assaulted or abused in their lifetime. Um, and now we're talking about abortion, you know, um, uh, you know, what is it for uh, a, a fourth of the women have had, will have an abortion in their lifetime. So there's, there's so much that we just don't know because people hadn't talked about it before. So we have a really a great opportunity right now to talk about these things, to share our stories so that people see what real humanity looks like, you know, that people are having sex, that there's, there's all kinds of designer relationships, that, that people are having enthusiastically consensual sex, and it's working great. So what's the problem? You know, we, we can learn from all the people that are doing these things that are making it work. And that's what I'm hoping that we can impart in our social consciousness is if what you're doing is working for you in your life and you're seeing that it's a, it's creating a healthier, happier world, by all means, share that. Well, I think I think where you struggle is, is that what works for one person may not work for the next. Right. And so the, the inconsistency is, is troublesome. For yes. You. yes. Well, I have some ideas about that. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, porn's role in uh, this social movement because they are a massive influencer. And uh, then I'm going to talk a little bit about what show we're going to be doing next week. 
This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I will be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Have you checked out the Sexy Lifestyle Network? This is where people who want to know go. It's an online hub of knowledge, experience, products, and services that cater to this active lifestyle. We've got information and education about adults-only resorts, everything for your sexy lifestyle, and, of course, some great talk programs. Join the experts, guests, and unfiltered talk on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Visit thesexylifestyle.com for more information and to unlock the network. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we're talking about consent, social media, mass media, and social consciousness, really creating a... A better world. I think you know, if if everybody wakes up in the morning and they think, how could I make the world a little better today? What what can I contribute to this world to make to make put a smile on someone's face, um, to make somebody feel a little bit better about and not alone, uh, to make the world a little cleaner, whatever. That we have a lot of ways that we can make the world a better place. And yet I still hear a lot of people wake up looking to see what they can get from someone else. And that kind of consciousness does create a a dangerous society. Whereas a consciousness of of giving and participating creates a collaborative society. It's interesting. We were watching a self-defense tape and the uh, person was saying how the social norms that we have make you a victim sometimes by a person who is a predator and understands those social norms. Yes. So, so you do have to be careful, uh, like you were saying earlier, when, when you're being liked for something, that may also have a, a, a different intention than, than what you're hearing mm-hmm. it uh, being. And I hope that, you know, that we don't uh, end up in the consent, with a consent problem that same way, where consent is used against somebody in a way that they might not understand or anticipate. But for now, a consent is really just a pause in the action um, so that both people can make sure that they're being heard, understood, and, and are very conscious of what is happening for them in that moment, aside from passion and, and uh, the energy of uh, sex. So the porn industry, though, uh, 
has uh, uh, you know problems in that area. Well, you know, they have a massive opportunity because they're a they're a mega machine of influence, and we know that that's where most teenagers and most young adults are getting their sex education right now. It's been happening for quite a while since, you know, the internet came out. So we know that, that they are influencing because we can see it with the shifts in, in sexual consciousness amongst uh, the teens and the, you know, how many more teens are, are having anal sex right away, how many more teens are doing oral, uh, less vaginal, uh, there's uh, there's still as much uh, sexual assault, and girls are not having orgasms. So the the a lot of the porn that has been made, the male dominated porn, has created this social, this collective consciousness of what is sex is supposed to be. And then you look beneath the surface and you go, man, this is not working. Well, I think that. Um you you talk about consent and that needs to be more obvious inside of these porn um, yes uh, situations so we interviewed um uh oh shoot her name's slipping my mind um we had an interview last week or two weeks ago on porn and uh we we talked about how many more women now are making porn there's a whole list there's a list of 100 women right now making porn and erotica and they are bringing in a social consciousness they are creating a shift in the awareness of uh mutual mutual pleasure and consent and uh more patience and more passion and and still doing all this, the fun sexual things, but not making it that men are doing something to women. They are doing something with each other. And I think I'm going to do a show coming up uh, on sexualization and objectification and how we don't have to take the sexy out to take objectification out because that's that's really when because when, when we talk about objectifying a lot of people get afraid that they're not going to be attracted anymore or attractive anymore and that's never going to change but we, we don't have to objectify and we don't have to you know when we take a woman and we just part her out you know all you want is a part of her then she becomes body parts rather than a human being the same thing with men. And I think men are doing that to themselves by sending dick pics. They've just totally objectified that their dick is the only thing that they find important on their body. That's what they're telling people. This is all I got. Well, with porn, you're, you're trying to insert yourself into the fantasy. <laughs> uh, well, you are, you are. I mean, you're trying to say, what if I was in that situation? And I think when women watch porn, they go, uh-huh. That's not working for me. Right. And the guys, it's not about me at all. The guys are going, well, yeah, that would be an interesting situation. But nobody knows how they got to that situation. And that's the that's the subliminal message that needs to be imparted in the porn scenes. Right. Is that both people are there consensually to play and to have sexual pleasure. And, um, you know, it can be a dominating scene if that's the way that 
people who are participating want it to go. Yeah. But the but the media people need to be a little bit more explicit about about the consent portion inside of the action. You know, yes. not, not a not a disclaimer on the front saying these people are being paid and they've consented. Right. They need to. What are they, they depicting? depicting? Yes. Consent, because we're having problems with consent in the in the different age groups, and so there is a you know I believe a social responsibility for mm-hmm. that, and um, and that uh, makes sense. You know. And, and the other thing, you know, when we're putting things out on social media, I beg people, please try to look to see if what you're putting out there is somewhat factual. Do a Snopes check. Do a whatever check, fa- find a fact finder you can find. Look to see if this is actually something real, true, before you just blanketly share. I, I get so frustrated when I get, you know, I get put on these mass instant ma- or private messaging things of just lies and bullshit there's no need for that stop it stop it don't waste your, you're not you're not helping anybody so again when you wake up in the morning ask yourself how am i contributing to the world <clears throat> in a healthy happy sexy way that's really if if we all did that imagine how quickly the world would change. I think that that part of our problem has been that <clears throat> sex is so explosive that way um, that most people who even consider the topic just shy away from it completely and say, "I'm not. I, I'm just going to avoid this. It's too hot for me. I'm going to make mistakes." So as people attempt to to improve these situations, we are going to have to have some compassion and understand that their intention was good but they miss the mark a little bit right so if we have to see a porn show and they do attempt consent and it's kind of bumbling and, and not very effective you, you need know, to give them some time we yeah have, we have to we have to have some because otherwise most people just avoid the topic altogether it's right. just very hard to talk about it and that's our primary mission is to get people more comfortable discussing sexual situations yes yes make a consent list and that will make it easier to even get to consent when you're working with the partner that you want to be with so next week we have a fun show we're going to be talking about nipplegate (laughs) we're going to be talking about free the nipple and why half of the population's nipples are somehow illegal and the other half are not uh it doesn't make any sense so uh Check my website, drnsp.com, and go follow this uh, So this Instagram. This is my Instagram push for the week. It's called Grab Them by the Ballot, and it's a really cool uh, new social consciousness uh, Instagram account, Grab Them by the Ballot, and uh, follow them and see what they're doing to really help create, to make the world a better place. I'm going to be each week promoting one Instagram account that is being socially conscious. So stay tuned and follow them. Tell them that Dr. Nan sent you. Excellent idea, dear. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, so we want to support each other. You know, if we're all doing good work, then it's much easier to support each other, and it's it's a lot more fun. You don't have to just beat each other up. That's not necessary. That fits into your example and a warning concept. Yes, either you're an example or a warning. Let's start pointing out the examples. Okay, I'm going to do that. All right, so remember to love more, laugh harder, and... 
Kiss longer. Kiss longer. Three-second rule. All right. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us this week for The Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.